It's time for Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And here is your host, Inside Towers business editor, John Celentano. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. In this special edition of Tower Talks, we are highlighting our just released Q2 2020 issue of Intelligence by Inside Towers. I might add that although I am business editor of Inside Towers in my day job, I act as managing director for our Intelligence by Inside Towers quarterly market analysis publication. I'm pleased to say that this issue is jam-packed with high-quality information and analyses that can be readily used by contractors, managers, decision-makers, and investors in the wireless infrastructure industry. Our lead article is titled Inside the Tower Business and discusses various aspects that together give reasons for the tower companies to boast that they have the best business in the world. The article delves into the tower business model and how tower cores make their money. Furthermore, we compare Towerco business models between domestic and international markets. In our second feature article titled Dish Network, a Strategic Analysis, we take a deep dive into Dish's strategic opportunities and risks as it launches the fourth national 5G network. Dish certainly is creating excitement in the industry and is being closely watched. Our updated wireless infrastructure value index is a composite of 13 leading tower fiber, data center, and diversified infrastructure companies. The index offers a trending view of the health of the wireless infrastructure business based on how the stocks of these companies are performing. As is our practice, we like to invite input from thought leaders and outside experts to add perspective and understanding on the trends and factors that are influencing the growth of the wireless infrastructure business. In this issue, we have top-notch contributions from Michael Demita. CEO at Tower Capital Advisors, explaining how the tower business has become a seller's market. In addition, telecom attorneys Rodney Carter and Michael Long from Hush Blackwell in our DC Watch section break down aspects of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act and list the regulatory tools, that's in air quotes, that are available to network planners and site acquisition specialists. For our investor perspective contribution, we asked highly regarded stock analyst Colby Sinusel of Cowan to offer his take on trends and developments in the tower, small cells, and data center sectors. Our discussion was timely, taking place following the 2Q earnings calls and right after Cowan's own telecom, media, and technology conference, where Colby spoke to executives at the leading infrastructure companies. We asked him about the accelerating growth trend among the tower companies. Here's what he said. I think at this point, though, what I would tell you is that I think it's pretty consensus view that growth is, in fact, accelerating, particularly on the leasing. So when the tower operators, tower operators actually sign those leases and that we're going to see that flow through into incremental revenue, perhaps as early as you know the second half of this year and then certainly in 2022. And I think if you're to look at all the three publicly traded tower operators, and you look at street consensus, I think what you'd find is that on a gross basis, uh, you are seeing growth rates accelerate, probably just somewhere around seven and a half to 8% would be my guess uh, in 2022. And that is better uh, than what we're seeing in, in, in 2021. When we think about growth for the tower operators, we kind of break it into the three classic buckets. You break it into escalators and then new leasing Okay. Uh, which are obviously both positive, and then and then you offset that by churn, 
Um, I would say that really the the metric that is you know most debated is is the new leasing activity, mm-hmm. both from uh, amendments and then and then new colos. You know, for right. each of the three tower operators, uh, we are expecting that to go up in two thousand in twenty twenty two, and and that's really where the growth is coming from. You know, other offsets. So on the escalators, to your point, I mean that's pretty stable. We're not expecting much change. Right. Roughly, it's called three percent type escalators, which contribute right. to that growth. Mm-hmm. And then on the churn side, it actually is very different depending on the tower operator, and that's really a function of the T-Mobile or legacy Sprint churn. Right. Uh, and for each of them, they're expected to experience that at different times. We also asked him about the small cell build slowdown that Crown Castle acknowledged in its Q2 earnings call. Here's his assessment. I think the issue that Crown is having is really one of size, meaning that they're just so big that for them, uh, you know, when they see a, a, a reduction from 10,000 to 5,000, it's, it's, it's going to have a much more meaningful uh, impact in terms of installs that they're expecting now mm-hmm. for this year as well as for, for 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what they've said is that, you know, customers are focusing more on their macros in 2021 right. and presumably in 2022 uh, and that's just been a matter of just reallocation of resources. Yeah. Um, you know, what I would tell you is that we still very much think that small cells will see that hockey stick curve mm-hmm. uh, at mm-hmm. some point, but I think it's really going to be tied to what we broadly refer to as true 5G or maybe more simply non-phone oriented uh, use cases uh-huh. that leverage off of a wireless network. And, and some okay. might refer to that as IoT, some might refer to that yeah. as the uh, fourth industrial revolution in terms of what that might end up looking like. But the point is, once I think that becomes more clear in terms of the services and use cases and, and equally important, the business models in terms of how do these carriers monetize that, I, yeah. I think that's when there will be a, an argument that they should uh, or will need to see a pretty meaningful uh, step up in, in the number of small cells to which they have deployed. And I think that's ultimately when you start to see that reflected in Crown Castle's numbers. If I had to take a guess, and I think admittedly at this point it is a guess because it's still just beyond the horizon mm-hmm. in terms of what we can see, mm-hmm. my guess is it's probably somewhere in the mid-2020, so maybe 2025 when that could be yeah. uh, a more meaningful um, driver of growth for Crown. But I, I still very much believe in it and think it will happen. It's just yeah. you know clearly being delayed. The conversation also covered international market expansion opportunities for domestic tower companies and growth prospects among the leading data center operators. All the details are in the Intelligence Q2 issue. We invite you to subscribe to Intelligence to receive your quarterly report and an exclusive subscriber briefing following each report. For more information or to subscribe, please visit insidetowers.com intelligence. A big thanks to our sponsors, Alpina Capital, House Blackwell, and Drachman M&A Company. And thanks to all of you for listening in. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. 